Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. All right, Metalheads, thank you all for tuning into the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson and I am your host. This week, I have Jared. Kelly from the Break Lights, the Deacons of Doom, and Rise the Dead here in the Metal Forge studio. Another in-person interview. This is becoming a trend, I think, which is really cool because I love doing some these in-persons. It, it, it gives me the feeling like I was at the radio station again, and that was always a fun gig, uh, except for you know being live and so on and so forth. And <laughs> there's nothing like live. Let's just say that. So before we check in with Jared and we and we talk. Uh, this past weekend, I went to Heavy Hell 2 from Stranger Attractions and Wise Blood Records in Indianapolis at Black Circle Brewing. Got to meet up with some awesome friends up there, Ty Powers, Jessica Wilcox. Got to see some friends from Louisville there. Uh, Beth Dunn from uh, Babes of Metal. She's going to be coming onto the show here in the next few weeks. Maybe uh, they're doing a show here in October. So be looking for that episode as well coming soon. But the show, oh my fucking God, was absolutely fucking insane. So many awesome fucking bands were there. So many awesome fucking people. I got a huge haul of CDs and tapes and just awesome shit. Patches. God, gotta love the patches. 
But seriously, the lineup for this show, it started at 2 in the afternoon and went on until about 10 o'clock at night. You know, it started with Grave Ripper. You heard their episode here a few months back when they released their uh, new album, Radiated Remains. But then it was Basher, Mother of Graves, Hate Monger, Stress Angel, Play Gears, Bible of the Devil, The Lion's Daughter, Fister, and Sanguizabog. Holy fucking shit, what a lineup. Many of these bands, other than like Grave Ripper, I really didn't know about. And I was going to go for Lady Beast, but they had dropped off because of some issues. But like, wow, I was fucking impressed. You know, Stress Angel, great fucking band. I mean, I mean, honestly, I can't sit there and say, you know, that this was a great band or, or this was a great band because they're all great fucking bands. Honestly, the band that surprised me the most was Hatemonger. Fucking super rad. Shout out to my uh, my dude Jerome in the band. Uh, hell fucking yeah. I'm going to totally get these guys down in Louisville. I want to get all these guys down in Louisville for sure. And yeah, I'm looking for forward to uh, Heavy Hell 3. And hopefully next year, you know, it's just, we've, we've got to top this, Dustin. You know, I mean, Dustin, we seriously got to top this. So fucking right, let's do it. I do want to take a minute here to say thank you to Colin Canton, a dedicated listener to the Metal Forge, super rad fucking guy. Um, I know I went off on the spiel last week about some stuff about, you know, I pay for everything on this and I really don't make any money on it. Dude really stepped up and and became a Patreon subscriber last week, and I appreciate that more than you know, Colin. Uh, super rad. I mean, dude, you, he he bought a patch back when I first got patches and all that stuff. Super rad, fucking guy. Thank you so much. It's definitely gonna go to some to some good use for the show. Gonna get me some new cables whenever I can. It's gonna go back to the show, and I appreciate it, dude. Love you, brother. Thank you. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much. And continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, the It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge and it helps them too. Y'all are fucking awesome. Thank you so much. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlists as well. You get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. So let's get into this. This is the Break Lights. This is Big for Clemency.
All right, metalheads. Actually, no, not metalheads today. Kind of, because uh, the guest is a fan of metal, but he is also a punk and bluegrass guy. He's part of the big Kimpunky movement, as I've been wanting to oh, call man, it. Oh, man, I like that. I like Kimpunky, that. because it's like, it's different these days, because there's so much punk in Kentucky, it's 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 ridiculous. It's good. But it's Mr. Jared Kelly, a, a local in-person interview today. I'm, I'm actually ecstatic. This is becoming a trend. We've had enough... This is like two in two months. Hey, dude, let's keep being in person. Let's keep being friends, man. Let's get people together. Like, right. We can do it. You know, like, safely together, of course. Safely, obviously, man. Get your vaccinations, wear your mask, be six feet apart, all that stuff, yeah, man. Do don't the be thing. like up in people's fucking business. Yeah, don't be all in people's faces, man. Yeah. Which, uh, this has been, a, since you were here the last time, you were at the station the last time, you couldn't say fuck. Now you can I say can fuck. I can say fuck all night long, and I probably will. Definitely. Fucking say fuck all night tonight. We'll see about that. Absolutely. So, Jared, you are now. Uh, the, you were in Deacons of Doom. I still That's, am. Still am. But it's kind of a. It's kind of a little bit of a hiatus moment for you guys. It's in limbo. Today, I think, was the turning point for us. I talked to Todd a little bit more today. We got and uh, again, our uh, our basis was in the hospital. The last right. show that we played that was maybe going to be the last show the Deacons play. We did it as a three piece. Uh, and then we, you know, we all said, well, that's not right. We can't do this without Captain Simon up here doing this. Right. So, uh, we got a show on October 30th. We're going to do the Halloween thing again. Deacon's going to come up and kill it on Halloween as we always do. You know, dude, I was at the Halloween show last year and it was awesome. Dude, I mean, I it's mean, three years Todd, running, three years got, running. Halloween. pictures of Todd and me and, and. Amy from Gravel and Spiders, and he's all painted up like a skull. Which like bathroom were you in when you took these pictures? Because he only takes pictures in bathrooms with people, I've, well, I've been told. I only know of one bathroom <laughs> at the Air Devils Inn. There used to be a big log taped to the toilet that said, uh, hashtag shit at home, which I can say on this now, can say it on your radio show. But right. Hashtag shit at home. Air Devils Inn, I think they have a toilet now, though. They do. I, I believe they, and they, they still got the weird little uh, urinal that... Looks like it had Dude, ice in it back in the day. That thing, man, I don't know what kind of diseases are. That's a Petri dish of unknown origins right there, which, I mean, that's not isn't a, that a... Isn't that a blue oyster cult? That's problem? what I was going to say. It's not <laughs> fire of unknown origins. Yeah, I started to make the same joke. You beat me to it, Mark. Mark always going to beat me to a blue oyster cult joke, dude. I was going to try to say it was the toilet of unknown origins, but he, he beat me to it, man. Definitely, He definitely. beat me to that. So, but Deacons is not why we're here today. We're here for your new project called The Brake Lights. The Brake Lights, man. Yeah, yeah, Now, the play on words, obviously, the brake lights, like the brake lights of your car, but how did how did you come about the brake lights? Yeah, but it's B... So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Instagram at T-H-E dot B-R-E-K. Oh, so, geez, I can't even spell. It's, man, I've been over here with Mark too long. Uh, it's at T-H-E dot B-R-E... A K L I G H T S, I think. So it's bright. It's like braking lights, it's because it's a it like brake lights is on your car. We we think old trucks and things like that, but then it's also it's pretty punk too. A lot of the time, so it's, it's like braking stuff. So it's just it's a natural. I don't know. We just that was the I, I thought of this that it all started during the pandemic. Uh, our our bass player Simon wrote a bass riff, and I went, man, I really like that. And I had a bunch of unusable songs from the deacons um so we just started jamming around and then one day my buddy brandon calls me and he says uh hey man like i'm just gonna come out and hang out and i said well bring your guitar and he says i don't think so and at the time we were on my back porch like literally 
scared of COVID, socially distanced like everybody. And standing away, and I said, I'll bring it anyways. And he starts ripping bluegrass leads over punk songs. And we just said, well, we're going to have to do this. So we called our drummer, KC. And uh, that's how it happened, man. And we just started playing. Definitely. So it's punk, but it's not. It's a little bit of, it's a fusion band. It's like punk bluegrass. It is. It's, um, and and it's very weird because like we do, um, I mean, dude, it's so weird. Like we, we're a, we're a punk band. We're a bluegrass band. We're an alt country band. We're, you know, just a rock band. Like, I mean, just, it's it's all of it. Everything but the kitchen sink. Everything but the kitchen sink. I mean, there are points, and I love it as a lead singer because there are, I'm the least important person in the band as a lead singer, which, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I'm literally the least important. There are points of the show where I'm so literally not important that I will just walk off and go get a gin and tonic and hang out with the people in the crowd, and I'll just let the guys jam for a couple minutes or whatever, and then I'll go up and switch guitars because sometimes we'll... We'll just change from a solid body from playing the punk stuff, and then we'll start playing the alt country, and I'll play a, a hollow body, and we'll just we'll just switch it up right there in the middle of the show, man. I'll just let them guys go. Well, yeah. I want to stop you for a second because you just said something that you're being the vocalist. You're one of the. It, there's points and times in the show when you're the least important. Thing. Yeah, sorry, I misspoke. A, At all points in time, I'm the oh, least important. On. No, no, person no, band. no. It's true, man. Like no, because I think that's the the mark of a great front person. No matter who it is, if you can stand off stage and let the rhythm section go, that's great. But and and that speaks like volumes, no pun intended, because we're talking about music here. That speaks volumes about your ego as a frontman. Well, I mean, so I mean we, and and and, yeah. and I'm a singer. Well, somewhat of a singer. Ah, oh, dude, you're a singer. Get out of here, man. I love the. You, are but, you kidding me? But. To get into it, you you have you have to have a little bit of an ego to to get into that quote character. And I think everybody who's a singer is a character to a degree. And to be able to just cast that aside and walk off for and let the other guitar player and the bass player and the well, drummer do it, that's that's awesome, man. Well, let's just say this: my character likes to get a gin and tonic and stand out with somebody in the audience and have one, man. Like yeah, that's like that, to, maybe that's you my like character. To like to the I like to play just, too. Uh, dude, I respect these guys. They're the best players. I mean, why am I in a band with them? I mean, dude, and I'll tell anybody this: anybody in a band, surround yourself with people that are better than you, and your work's done, man. Like I, I mean, I'm writing the words of songs and writing, putting some songs together, but ain't no song. Like everybody just goes, "Oh, you write all the songs and play them." Well, it's like, yeah, I do that, but like. I don't like Brandon figures out all the arrangements. Simon puts a crazy bass beat on it, and then Ken comes in with his drums and stuff. And I go, why did I mean, dude, a good drummer comes in with anything, and you can attest to this with your overload stuff or anything you've ever done, where a drummer comes in and plays the song that you've already written, and you go, this is way freaking better than I was ever imagining. Oh, absolutely, that this was going to be like you. So just surround your people. That's my advice to anybody in a band: find people that are way better than you, and then convince them that you're good too and play with them fool them you know that's my advice well i mean i don't even think it's a fooling aspect at that point i think ultimately with with what you were just saying i think it's it's not downing your own self-confidence it's pulling yourself up to a level you wish to achieve 
Well, so it's funny, man. Like, so I'm newly divorced. I ain't gonna get into all my personal issues or whatever, but I'm newly divorced or whatever. And I was dating this chick not too long ago. And, uh, I, I think that people often confuse, and I think this is common. I think people confuse self-deprecating humor with a lack of confidence. Now, I can get up on stage and play in front of, clearly I'm confident enough to get them to do it like you're talking about, but I'm also not an asshole, man. And I think that's important. Like, being, True. being confident enough to do something, but also not being an arrogant person. Is a fine freaking line to ride, dude. You gotta get up and do your thing. And and again, like I'm just not an asshole, and I know how good the people in my band are. So I'm okay enough with everything to go. Like, man, these guys can jam by themselves for a second. I'm just gonna get off and let them do it. Like right. I have no fear that people like this better than. I mean, I hope they do like this better than what we're doing because then that's another song or something different. Because think about that, man. Like, think about how rare it is to see. A band just nowadays where you're not a jam band or this or that, or you're, you're a punk band or you're an alt country band or you're a metal band or this or that. And then all of a sudden, like the guy just leaves stage and lets these people just rip one for a minute. Like you don't see that. And there are some people that come up to us after the show that go, man, like those instrumentals was my favorite part of that show. And then there's other people that come up and go like, oh, this song or that song. And it's just nice. Share it all around, man. Let people have their favorite parts, you know, or right. whatever. And just, no, I think we're talking around the same point here. We're just approaching it from two different sides, but and it, it's a great idea to have that to to be able to leave stage and not have to be the center of attention. That's, most that's most people don't want to do it, man. Like no, most most front people don't want to do it because it's their gig. I mean, if I people do, it. I mean, it's like the exploited, right? It's like if Waddy's doing that, he's having another heart attack, and they're just reviving him backstage, and he's gonna come out and finish the set or something, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, right. talk about these old school bands or whatever. Like, if somebody's doing something like that, there's probably something bad that's happened, you know, like or Absolutely. whatever. But you know, so the cool thing about this is, is it became it was a passion project idea that became a reality for you. And now that it's an actual band, you're being able to play shows. Sure. And what, where are y'all going with this? Well, I mean, what do y'all, what do y'all want to do? Yeah. I mean, so we want to do everything like every band. I mean, it was cool. We got to play shows. We went, I mean, I was telling you this earlier, like, I mean, in, in my dumber of moves, our first show, like we just started amassing songs and I said, well, you know, we got three hours to fill, and we did two hours, our first show, which was, in my opinion, a really stupid move that, that you know, and again, it's not an arrogance move. We had a lot of instrumentals and stuff in there, and we played some some long songs and did some kind of jammier stuff. Had a lot of fast punk stuff, too. I mean, it's like the, the Ramones thing, dude. It's like Ramones, the, the guy was just like, uh, you know, well, we paid you to play for 45 minutes. And Joey Ramone's like, we just played 27 songs. Like, which one do you want us to play again? So there's a lot of that kind of feeling, you know. It's like, we, we paid you to play two hours. Well, we just played 40 songs, you know. Like, right. But we filled two hours or whatever. But now, in retrospect, like you say, as a process point, we're going out and doing some opener sets and stuff. And it's like trying to get these guys to pare down our favorite songs to 30 minutes and, and have instrumentals and stuff, too, the stuff people like. Definitely. It's hard to do, you it, know. It, it very much is. And I run into that, like, okay, what are we putting on the set list this this time? You know, because I've got a bunch of songs myself. Yeah, what's your process, though? Let me, sorry, man. I'm such a fan of the Metal Forge and stuff. <laughs> I'm going to turn this shit around oh, see, and start gonna asking you questions, so man. Questions. Like You did this the last time we were here. I'm going to do it all like, the time, I mean, man. I, I, I like to, I mean, I like to hear, man, because I like your band. I like everything you do. So, let me ask you, though, like, how do you guys pr approach set lists? Is it a night of where you guys just have it all down because some no. bands do that but we we do it 
earlier on than that and try to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, depending on how it goes, I mean, it, it depends on our frequency. Oh, it's it's, it's not sorry. Miller time. That's all right. It's uh, tankeragenic tonic, tonic uh, time. <laughs> easy it. for me to say. Yeah, it's easy, dude. You got it. No. Uh, for, for us, it depends on the frequency of shows. If we have, like this past, you know, we, we played Metal Fest on uh, July 24th. We played at Art Sanctuary on August 6th. And then we're going to play with Black Tusk on God, I love Black Savage Tusk. Ma- yeah, oh, I do too. She's such crazy. great dude. And again, I was telling you this before. Like, I have a finger literally before Athon died of his... his uh, I have a picture. I'm sorry, I said finger. I have a picture of him literally with his whole finger shoved up my nose. If you look at my Instagram. Yeah, that's, before he died. And it was like a couple months before he died, man. But it's such a talent. That whole band, like, such a talented oh, band. Oh, absolutely. That whole, good, that whole Atlanta scene, like, is such a good... I mean, all them guys, that, you know, Baroness and Black Tusk and Mastodon, all that stuff came out of... Uh, anyways, not the rallying process, like, for getting your set list together. Well, you were saying... Basically, what we'll do is we'll do... It'll determine the frequency of shows and where we're at. You know, if we're all... If we're doing a bunch of local shows, we'll switch it up. Uh, there'll be no... So you're show. not repeating things. Yeah, there'll be no show that's done the same. There'll be, it'll, even if there are some repeat songs, which there will be, like Gunslinger will be on the set every time. Nothing to Lose will probably be on the set every yeah, time. because they're local favorites, though, man. I mean, you got to play right. those. Like, we all love, and, and here locally, we love the Definitely. Shit, you know? and, and, and it's no different than, you know, us playing Nothing to Lose. It's been played on every show since 2012. Yeah. Every single show. It's nothing different than, you know, Metallica playing Inner Sandman on every single show since 1991. Okay. You know? Yeah. So with that, we'll we'll determine. Okay, well, these two songs are still got to be played, or still have to be played. And do you hate it or love it, though, man? It depends because sometimes I've put I I have uh, purposefully left it off the deal, off of the list, and then I realize, like as we're practicing, I'll be like, "Hey, I didn't put nothing to lose on the list. What's my problem?" Yeah, and it's like it's like I wonder what it would be like if we didn't play it. Yeah. Honestly, well, but it it, it, it gets up and it yeah. moves, and yeah. it's a good opener. Sure, and usurper, it just, usurper, and defy would both be excellent openers. Uh, usurper can't uh, be an opener. Why? Because it's a closer. Well, that's fair. It's a banger, dude. It's a banger. <laughs> and that's though, why it's a closer. That's my point, dude. It's a banger. You know, defy uh, would certain, defy would be a good opener, though. Defy yes. has been an opener before. Uh, it is very it is a very good. Um, Dude, dude, like, I don't know, like, in the two-minute, 20 sections, there's the solo at the end of the fight just fucking rips. Well, see, that's actually, that's uh, that's a little bit different, because that is the last song that features Cheyenne on guitar. Oh, okay. So... So it's played a little differently now, if you play it. The solo is definitely, yes. Uh, Mike was still playing rhythm with uh, at that time with us, and then that's the last song that we had recorded with Cheyenne, and then when we had actually done that... That song came out almost a full year before the uh, the EP Tales from Twin Earth did. Oh man, I love it too. And then it is which I might mention if you buy. Yeah, if overload yeah, t-shirts. Yeah, he's, get he's it. I'm plug your, my shirt. See, you you like out. this? I've turned this interview around, dude. See, that's what I do. I'm gonna turn this shit talking, around, dude. He's like, talking if you buy you the buy the metal cool everyday I- shirt because it, and and here's the here's the genesis for this is it was. Um, uh, Metal Monday, it's the flyer for Metal Monday uh, with uh, 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 Overload and uh, Eulogy and Blood. It's no, it's uh, Jesus. I can't talk today. 
It's on September the 20th. And uh, Brett Griffith did the design for it. And so I, I bought the design from him. And it's rad it being, as hell, by Oh, the way. it is. It's, it's so, rad, so cool. I was and, making marks show the people to show this last Saturday. That's how rad this definitely. design is. Like. And the thing about it was, instead of it being, quote, Metal Monday's flyer, it's Metal Every Day. So that's Amen, where I get dude. it from. And yeah, you, if you do buy it off of the Overload Bandcamp page, you can get uh, a copy of Tales from Twin Earth. Which it. rips, which has the fine, the two tracks that are, two of my favorites that I'm talking about are the first two tracks off of that album, which are, Absolutely. I think, is Usurper yeah. second? Yes. Defy, it's Defying Usurper, okay, yes. I'm, I'm making sure. And I listened uh, to it like a couple days e- ago, but. Uh, evil Bitch, the perfect Evil, evil Bitch is the third one, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's good we too. still, we still play pretty much all of that live. Which is killer. I mean, again, you guys ride a perfect line of, I mean, it's, it's. Old school heavy metal, it's new wave of British heavy metal, it's thrashes. I mean, you guys kill, you kill a lot of genres in your band, man. I mean, you rip it, dude. A lot of different things going on. But that's the thing. For like most Louisville and, well, and even still in Kentucky in general, the Kentucky music scene, you know, because there's bands from Bowling Green that I'm fans of. There's bands from Lexington that I'm fans of. There's bands from Louisville, obviously, that I'm fans Dude, of. I mean, um, you know, there's bands out in Paducah or a couple of members out in Paducah. I mean, uh, dude, the, like the, the God Awfuls. The God Awfuls, dude. <laughs> Throw them out there. I mean, dude, we're playing a show with them on October 2nd. Like, Absolutely, so with the brake awesome. lights, with the brake lights. And we played with them at the Mag Bar here a couple months ago. Like, great bands. And I know this, this is a global show or whatever, but I mean, a lot of local bands, like you're saying, and, and I mean, it, we have a great local scene. And, and here's the problem, like... Hey guys, Wesling Steve of the Wesling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called the Wesling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. So just to talk about music. This isn't a local uh, a plug or anything, but like honestly, like talking about music. Like Ian McKay, I think it was one of those uh, freaking documentaries about closing of record stores or whatever, where he just goes, "I don't understand why anybody." And I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the exact quote, but he goes, "I don't understand why anybody listens to what terrestrial radio tells you to listen to because there will be more." I mean, this is true with mine. Your conversation right here, Mark, like. There will be more songs written during this conversation me and you have than we can listen to in a lifetime. Why are people letting radio tell people what to listen to when in your own backyard, here in Louisville or whatever, if you like metal, you got bands like Overload. If you like Thrash, you got bands like Belushi Speedball. If you like black metal, like I said, in Kentucky, 
We got bands like Black Knife. If you like country, you got people like Tyler Lance Walker Gill or whatever. If you like goth rock, you got Photo Crime and the Kentucky Vampires. I mean, I could go on about this shit for forever. I mean, you got Prayer Line and Stagecoach Inferno and all these oh, ribbon yeah. bands like here locally. It's not a local show. I mean, and we're gonna get, we're gonna get it. I'll talk about Venom and Bathory all night long if you want to, but. I'm just saying, like, we have great stuff here. Like, and every every place that's listening to this podcast has that in their backyard. So what I'm imploring people to do is, like, turn off that crap where people are making a ton of money off of you. And it's not even the people that get the money that are getting it. It's, it's these major labels oh, yeah. and all this stuff releasing these repressed albums from forever ago. Turn that off, dude. Go find the person in your backyard. You know what I mean? Go find no, gravel. I, go find gravel and spiders. The punk band that you love. Absolutely, like, and I agree with you people, on that. You know, and not to not to cut you off or anything, but my aspect of this, because of the Metal Forge, is what it is now with being interviewing bands from all over yeah, the world, everywhere. That's what I'm saying. I've yeah. come to the to the conclusion, and I've brought this up in the last few shows. Actually, is I think in a lot of places where I support buy local, yeah. I 100% support buy local. Support your local music stores, not the evil empires like Guitar Center. And I apologize to anybody that I know who works at Guitar Center. The dude's in Blind Scryer. Yeah. You know. Oh, uh, Blind Scryer's so good too, man. Sorry, guys. I left that out. You're right. But the thing is, it's like I support the buy local movement. Yeah. I think in a music sense, attaching that five letter word in front of it turns people off as casual fans yeah because it doesn't sound credible right like that it's credibility sense is that I, what you're saying? I think so i mean yeah. because nobody understands that how good Motley they are crew like, right? was a local band yeah Metallica they were credible was a right? local yeah. band. you know slayer was a local band you know they don't understand that if you just take off local and you put independent Independence important, dude. It is. It's very important because, like, my the guy I was in a band with, I was, so I was to go into my history again to bring us back somewhat to this podcast or whatever. Like, I started out in a punk band called Ice Cream Socialist Party, and we used to play all the time. But now we we still, I mean, it's again like there's some things you just never get out of. And it's I'm a friend with my buddies, my buddy Doug, and he lives in Sacramento. And there's a guy who lives in the middle of Ohio named Chris. And we play maybe once a year, and we're in a band called Sunnyside Shakeup. But Doug's new band out in Sacramento is called National Ransom, and they're amazing. And they're an amazing band, and I still promote them all the time. And here's the thing: is like now with the global landscape, people go like, "Why is this guy in middle of nowhere, Kentucky, keep talking about this band out in Sacramento that nobody's ever heard of?" Because every, they're good. every well, they're good, but every like that you give them on Instagram or whatever matters because they're trying to get booked at a show. And they got 300 likes or 400 likes. It's different than 100 likes or whatever. And it's like, if you don't know him, dude, I'll promote. Like, my buddy Doug says this all the time. He goes, my wife's friend works at a horse farm or whatever. And I'm fans of that on Instagram. Because guess what? It costs you nothing. Like, it costs yeah. you nothing to like something of somebody's or whatever. What and just we click a button. But it's also earlier. a metric for somebody else to look at. If you're a band and they look at it and go, man, these guys got like a thousand people following on my Instagram. Like, yeah, we'll book them. Yeah. Or whatever, it's different. Like it's like overload, you know, or or, or my band or anybody's well, band. It's like and man, not even like just that, the band. You know? it, it's it's even it breaks it down to everything that you do. It's the podcast. It's the it's this show. It's the Metal Forge. Yeah, you know, and and that's why you see me every Friday go like 
follow this because yeah. and, and and here's the thing like, and i appreciate that well i mean and now but, that you're in person i can actually tell you thank you well no because dude. i thank you through private message well before, but. and it's fine man but in all honesty i would even if like i wasn't promoting i would promote it regardless if i knew you're not because you've got a great and again it goes to back to that buy local man everybody says they buy local but the same people that always encourage that never do it like and that's the funny thing all the people that promote it Never do that stuff, but you got a great local podcast that's doing interviews with people all over the world. Bands like Hell Ripper from Scotland and stuff. That's did that stuff with church records like band, like Haunt and all the all this great stuff, man, that oh, just yeah. comes through. And you're like, man, as a fan, like I'm just a metal fan. And I was like, dude, here's a guy that's local that's interviewing bands that I know and love. And I find out about new bands all the time because of this podcast. I go, man, I didn't even know about bewitcher or whatever you know and i listen to stuff and i go man, oh like this man's a ripper too you know and like i think it's interesting like uh a couple of weeks ago uh stratus from venezuela was on and see dude you're bringing went, on venezuelan bands like well, the thing about it is, is they've been around since 1985 that's crazy dude. i mean that's heyday it was a striper years you know <laughs> right <laughs> i mean that for for a fan of metal music that's heyday metal for, for dude. Look at how much has happened since 1985 for well, metal. Like, oh, I know. And Jesus. they had a 20-year career and then split up and then got back together. There's so yep. many bands that have even done that. Tyrant, for example, has done that. Or they, there's split-offs. Do you look at? I mean, last or two weekends ago, the Skull opened for Obsessed. I don't. I wasn't there, but I wanted to go to that show. But that's that's old members of Trouble, like right. one of the. Psalm 9 and the album The Skull and stuff. It's like, good lord. Like, this is, these are people that have really made a change in music. For that sure. are now playing. You know, I saw at the Tiger Room, I saw Pentagram there a couple years ago yeah, and stuff. A couple years ago. And, uh, <laughs> there's been, I mean, we opened for DRI there. Oh, Dirty Rotten Imbeciles, man. Yeah. Y'all open for DRIs? Yeah. Like, oh my and, God, dude. I'm, all right, after the was, show's over, was, I'm going to ask you a million questions about this. So definitely. I will skip a lot of the stuff. <laughs> it was it was really cool. They they played a long set. They played at least two and a half Which hours. is amazing because their first album was an EP with 22 songs on it. That eventually they called it like an LP, but it was still twenty. It was seventeen minutes long. Like, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. That's like, it could that, twenty-two that, songs in seventeen minutes. It could, dude, it could have been put on a seven-inch vinyl. And all the people listening, look me up on that because I, I think it was on a seven-inch vinyl. But I mean, look up, <laughs> look up the number of minutes and the number of songs for the first DRI uh, thing that came out because it's crazy. Like all you that know, stuff. Like our first album, it was like that. It wasn't that many songs, but it was like 28 minutes. Yeah. The first Overload album. And I sat there and I looked at it and I was like, that's not really that long of an album for eight songs, right? And I was like, well, you know what? Today's I, I looked at I looked at uh, Rain and Blood. Oh. And it's only like 30, 31 and a half minutes or 32 minutes. And I was like, oh, well, it's only four minutes so, different. Oh, and, and they've got more songs. So, so we're on the Metal Forge, dude. Let's talk about Slayer for a minute, dude. Did you, did you see them on this, on their, yes. on their three-year tr- last tour that they did? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I went by myself and watched them oh, you early were- on. And uh, it was when, uh, it was Testament and then Behemoth and then Lamb of God and then Slayer, I think was the lineup. Uh, but I went, I went by myself. Uh, because man, I'll tell you what, you buy a single ticket for something like that that's like sold out. There's all these weird single oh, yeah. seat spots. You can get one for good price or whatever. Oh, definitely. But, I, I did that with, uh, Roger Waters, actually. 
got a single ticket and it was good just, price and it amazing was, yeah, seat. Yeah, yeah. It was an amazing seat and it was like a hundred bucks and I was like, Yep. I'm Which so. is weird, man. Like for the listeners, me and Mark like haven't been friends that long, but we've been in a shitload of the same shows, which is crazy. Yeah. Dude, we were at the King Diamond show together. I saw you get on the elevator with somebody at the King yeah, Diamond with, show. I actually with, knew you. I'd only known you for like a week at that point. Right. And then we were at the same Motorhead show in Indianapolis. Actually, yeah, <laughs> what a cool, like, I mean, I mean, me and you have probably been at so many shows, oh, and, like, especially and, I mean, living in this whole, area. Yeah, you know? and that's the whole thing is it's one of those deals where, you know, just because you're the social event. I mean, there's. I'm sure there's tons of people that I've known for years that went to shows that I never knew they went to until we talked. Ah, dude, but me, like, I'm surprised. I but I mean, met even you. the try. I have shows. a, I have three beers, and I'm gonna meet you, dude. Like, that's the kind <laughs> of guy I'm. Like, I'm surprised I never met you. One of these. I mean, you've known me long enough, dude. I, I have a couple beers. I'm gonna meet every person that's look right. get me looks me in the eye, man. I'm, I'm that funny, guy. You know. The funny thing is, is one of the the first show, the first big show I ever went to was Social D, and it was at the brewery. Uh, Social distortion. Yes, I was thirteen. What album? Oh, it was it was in ninety seven. So that would have been like, what's? I mean, either somewhere between heaven and hell, or it would have been. Um, I think this is. The, I don't know I when White the, Light, White I, Heat, White Trash came out, but that might have been that one. I think one. they recorded a live album on that tour. I was live at the Roxy was the yes. one that they did earlier on, probably in that yeah, tour. Yeah, I think so. Nice dude, and that's what, the one where you do the Mike Preston, the Mike Ness impression. It was like, yeah, sometimes you're you're out there, <laughs> and there's when you had your little blue hair, and there's some angry construction workers, and we mean the shit out of them, or whatever. We right. always used to make fun of those and impressions. The other. There was a guy there. And he was just like, hey, man. Uh, he's like, uh, can I get a ride home? And he's like, well, where are you going? He's like, well, I live in Clarksville. I was like, all right, we're going to Indiana. You know? It's like, yeah. cool. And I shit you not, I I haven't done it for a while, but I ran into this guy constantly over the next, like, 10 to 15 years in just the most random fucking places. Yeah, dude. And it's just like, hey, dude, what's going on? I haven't seen you in forever. And it's like, oh, hey. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is weird, man. I mean, my favorite band, the Mountain Goats, like, or whatever. I, I, I ran into a guy at one of their concerts that's like an old school death metal fan. Like, it's like, that stuff, man. Like, I, I mean, dude, you go to a Cannibal Corpse co- show or something. And, and, like, it's the weird part about, like, I think metalheads don't get enough credit. Because, like, I could be at a Cannibal Corpse show and, at Headliners or whatever. And maybe I'm not even there to see Cannibal Corpse. Maybe I'm there to see the Red Cord or Job for Cowboy or somebody. And you're, and you're there to watch that. But then a few years later, like you make friends with some guy and you're at a Nick Cave show or something at <laughs> the, there in at Nashville that. and you meet this guy and you go, that is fucking crazy. Like, I think you just don't give people enough credit, metalheads particularly, oh, for yeah, how cool. much of a breadth they have. Breadth. Breadth? B-R-E-A-D? Breadth? I can't say the word. I know what you're talking about. I can spell about. it, but like for their for... width of music that they can oh, absorb and that they care about, you know? But I mean... Like, I agree with that, but then again, on the flip side of that, there are still so many elitists, elitists or gatekeepers yeah. that are just like, "Oh, fuck you, yeah. that's not metal." But I mean, who defines that? Really, it's true, man. You know, you define that for yourself, honestly. I mean, it is true. I mean, you look at everything. I mean, like, uh, dude. I mean, shit. But, but again, there's there's metal pure. There's always a purist out there to tell you how something isn't the way that it's supposed to be. And like I said, Outlaw Country is hilarious right now because it's it's a joke like, right? Like right. Outlaw Country, like, <laughs> and, and Outlaw Country in 2021 is nowhere near the Outlaw Country 
1970. No way at all. The closest thing is, and again, I don't want to bring it back to local, but Tyler Lance Walker Gill, like you want a good outlaw country artist, there's one right here in Louisville. It's Tyler Lance Walker Gill, and he sings against the establishment. And that's the thing, though, now. Outlaw country fans are somehow for the establishment. I don't understand, man. I don't. Want, I mean, it's not a political right. thing. I'm right. not getting into any of that. I know I don't, where you're I don't care. I don't care. But it is what it is, you know. Like, it, I don't care. Like, but my point is with everything is like there's always bandwagoners and jumper-ons, you know, and you want to talk about, I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. But, like, I mean, again, going back to Thrash, like, we have Belushi Speedball here in Louisville, which is the craziest fucking live show you will ever see. Oh, they've, you know been, who on, produced, they've been on the show. Good Lord. You know who produced their last album, though, and recorded? Joel Grind, which is one of my favorite. I did not know that. Fuck, Joel Grind did that stuff, man. From Toxic Holocaust and right. Yellow Goat and Equinox and all the cool shit that he does. Like, in the old school Joel Grind records, like, that he was doing with, in the early days of Toxic Holocaust was him playing every instrument and recording it in his bedroom and stuff. And that, that shit's crazy. Like, that is. And that was like a new, I mean, dude, you have to love this too, Ben. I mean, again, we're on the Metal Forge, dude. Let's, let's talk about some metal. Like, talking about some real metal coming back, like that second, third wave of thrash or whatever that hit with that stuff and i mean it's it's toxic holocaust it's municipal waste it's evil and it's oh, by and, blood and, and it's fueled by I fire and it's all those bands and hatchet you know it's all those bands like and uh speaking of and ryan waste was on the podcast for bat dude and and, and, so, and speaking of which uh municipal waste will be at diamonds in november Yep, got my ticket. I'm definitely going. I will see you there, Mark. I got my ticket. (laughs) We're going, splitting up, going to shows. Look at that. (laughs) I'll see you there, dude. I may crash on your couch now that I know where you live, dude. I may just be back here, you know. Definitely. And and, and Ryan's an awesome cat. Oh, dude. He was on here. Well, and super knowledgeable and nice, dude. I mean, nicest guy. And the the cool thing is, is, uh, I'm going to try and set something up with him for that weekend or that day of the show. It'll be the year anniversary since he was on last Please let me just sit around the background somewhere and yell some shit out or something. (laughs) Right. If you get him over here, I just want to sit over there. I'll sit quietly on your couch over there, man. I swear. Like, I just want (laughs) to be around it, dude. I love that band, dude. I mean, Municipal Waste is one of those bands. And I remember driving to Louisville. I was I was part of a music organization in uh, college when I went to Eastern Kentucky University. And we drove to Louisville to pick up a drum kit for a music show that was going on there because they had to have this certain drum kit. And we stopped by Ear Ecstasy because it was still open at the time. And my buddy Donovan... When you the, say which location, was it No, the no, no. King, it was, was, it the, the it was where the Panera Bread was. Okay, it's so the, the original well, best the, location. The best like, location. The best location. Not yeah, the Not the original. The best location. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, we went there and he bought Hazardous Mutation. Nice. And we listened to that on the way home and we went, oh my God, like this shit, this is the banger of all bangers, man. Like that album, like, and of course, of course they'd had Waste Them All and stuff before, but I'm not a scene poser. I, I didn't heard that shit. I heard Hazardous Mutation. You know, and I, I went, Jesus. I really love the EP that, that came out in like 2018, The Last Rager. Oh, yeah. The Last Rager was great. And yeah. I meant Waste Them All. I'm sorry. I had, Waste Them All was you the. Said that. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah sorry. You get ahead uh, of myself. Art of Parting was where a lot of people got on, but Last Rager was great too. Their split with Toxic Holocaust. Toxic Waste was great. Everything that, the Fatal Feast was great. Everything they've done, dude, was fucking oh, amazing. Oh, for sure. Like, and. You know, and I've never got to see them live, so that's going to be uh, a real cool thing. So dude. let me tell you this, dude. I saw them live, and uh, it was right after our kid was born. And wow. it was them, and it was Napalm Death, and it was Exhumed, and it was Speedwolf 
from fucking. Do you ever listen to people? No, they're I a don't. very Motorhead like band. They're not together anymore. They're from Denver, Colorado, and they're fucking. They're very Motorhead type music. I have to check them. Not out. together anymore, but you would love, dude. Super Rippers. But I just went to see Municipal Waste, and of course, Napalm and Death's headlining, and it was at the old Busters or whatever, which is, I guess is now Manchester Music Hall. Like I said, I don't, I don't know what right. it is now, but uh, we, of course, we had a young daughter at home, and then Napalm Death's playing, and we get triple parked in because they parked a roll of people behind us and we're in the middle so there's a we're like we parked in the second row but then they parked so we couldn't get out or whatever Holy and, shit. and i got a new kid and my wife just freaked out and was, so i didn't get to see any in napalm death or whatever we'd love to see him but but that was the first time i saw municipal waste and they just breaking red dude I, like, I bet like i want there's a documentary out there it's called get thrashed mm-hmm. have you ever seen it Mm-mm. it's super good and like they're they're like a constant like history lesson in that in that documentary. They're like a thread line of that. Yeah, I oh, mean yeah. from from what they talk about. Yeah, from like talking about Overkill and Anthrax and Venom, God, and Crater, all, like all that and, and shit, all of this dude. stuff. And it's it's really God. I can talk about Venom for forever, dude. I got that box set. Like Venom, Jesus, I could go on for that. What box set? Oh, there's an In No Mind de Satanas okay, box so set or whatever. It's, it's like the, the, it's the big vinyl. It's the Chrono set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all that matters to me. Oh, come on. Dude, I mean, I've got, I mean, I've got like the albums when they went metal black instead of black metal and all that stuff. And there's that's the later there. stuff. That's still with Chronos. Oh, is it? Chronos is back with that point yes. in time? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Demolition Years just came out. Okay. I don't have that. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out at UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. To me, the Metal Forge is a catch-all name because sure, no matter, I mean, dude, you promoted so punk, many bands. Motorhead is a punk metal band. It's a speed punk band, man. I mean, definitely. Right? I mean, for sure. I mean, to me, it, it it takes everything. And actually, I don't I don't want to say well, dude, what I'm gonna say, but I'm going to because here in the upcoming weeks, 
uh, I'm actually going to be having a grunge band on. Well, dude, I like grunge, too. I like Absolutely. everything, dude. For sure. And, I mean, because it all has its place in metal yeah. somewhere. They wouldn't. That's grunge wouldn't it. exist, like, if it wasn't for some part of it. Dude, you ever listen to that band Daddy Issues? I do not. The chick grunge band? Oh, no. God. So, dude, I mean, it's literally... It is Baruch Assault meets early Nirvana meets some sort of hole. Like, I mean, it's so good. Like, so you, you had me at the at, at the first two. But Baruch Assault. Yeah, yeah. You had me with Baruch not Assault. Not Nirvana. That yeah, 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 sir. Uh, I yes, am sir. not a fan. celebrity skin though. I'm not a fan. Of all right, anyway. all right, dude. I, She's I, a soul sucker. I love She's a soul sucker. Courtney Love. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love to hate her too, man. But I mean, I mean, there were a couple good songs in there. I don't know. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so, the brake lights. When is your right. next? Performance? I will talk about the brake lights. But let's no. talk about the brake lights, man. Jesus. Look yeah, here. I know we went on. For let's talk about hour. the brake lights. I could go on. Do you mean you could have an eight-hour podcast where I could we could talk about every? Know, but this we've probably been to a million of them. Dude. I could talk about metal music. Dude. I mean, there is shit that I've seen. I mean, like, I mean, little metal. I mean, talk about local. I mean, anti-Cathera and bands oh, that people yeah. never heard of. Dude, I just go, man, that was the shit. The guy me in the metal, like, and people are like, oh, it wasn't a big band. I was like, no, it's like a Louisville band, like that I heard. Oh, of, absolutely, you know, or whatever. Sure. Like, uh, but no, when is your all's next performance for the break lights? All right, so we got a few on the books, man. I think we're playing, uh, we're playing in September, and it's, uh, I believe, at the Mag Bar is our next show, and I think it's on September. I want to say seventeenth. Let me make sure that's correct. I do this all the time in the monologues. I'm like, when am I doing my this? Goodness, when I is think they're coming on. And no, I think we're playing September 17th and then at the Meg Bar. And then we're playing October 2nd at Air Devils Inn. Then I'm playing with the Dickens of Doom, which again is sort of a rarity. Like, we don't know, I mean, based on Todd's opinion or whatever. Like, Well, the interesting thing that I noticed with that was you guys kind of split 50-50. Well, you and you and Simon went and started the well, brake lights. No, Casey's in the brake lights too. Oh, okay. See, no, Casey's in the brake so lights too. Yeah, the every it's everyone but Todd. Yeah, it is, but it isn't. So, like, so, and, yeah, but yeah, Casey's yeah. also in uh, the basements, which is Todd's other game. Yeah, and so yeah, the basements. I think they have a show on August twenty eighth, which we just went and saw. And the basements are amazing. Like, I hope they keep playing it's, it's very good like and that's the thing like it's a good thing about being a band mark honestly like it's just all of this stuff happened the pandemic and so we started the brake lights and then the basement started and it's got and the basement is a stellar band too the basement is it's todd and then it's um it's gary from gravel and spiders and then it's ken from our other band and then it's uh i think his name's john paul or whatever he used to play in the assholers and stuff and he's very good oh um, absolutely so when we went when we saw him a few weeks back, it was a great show. The the whole thing. Oh, so good. You know, uh, good. The, and obviously Clover Creek Bastards was playing at that show and Push Start, which I've known Push Start forever. Push well, Start's great. I've dude. known them before. We had Push Start. Well Push we Start. had Push Start do our album release show. You know, I mean, right? Yeah, so, I was there. Yeah, you were. I mean, no doubt, no doubt, you were there, dude. You were at everything. So yeah, I think brake lights. I think we're going in to record again, which we already have a bunch of recorded stuff. We're gonna go record again on September fourth. I think we're playing again September seventeenth, the Mag Bar. We're playing October second. I want to say it at Devils Inn, and then the Deacons of Doom are playing October thirtieth, and then uh, 
I believe the brake lights are playing again with a touring band called the Brummies, and I think that's either November fifteenth or sixteenth. But right I can't get all the dates so right. You got some. You got. You got. Some got a lot of stuff up. going on. So if got you're in the Louisville, stuff. Kentucky area, always check out a show. For sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, the brake lights will be doing stuff. I mean, and they also get a hold of us. I mean, it's brakelightsband.com, spelled the way I said it before. Uh, B-R-E-A-K-L-I-G-H-T-S-B-A-N-D.com. And that gives you links to all our YouTube stuff, everything. Um, I just, uh, Mark's got the cue cards out. He's going to ask yeah, me some questions. And I'm excited for this because I actually have questions I want to ask Mark. So I'm going to bounce back oh. at him on this. See, you listen to him. It's now. the bad part about a fan of the podcast coming on the podcast. He's gonna well, see, really. Some of these you haven't. Got. I'm gonna fucking some bounce these, back at some you of though. These dude. Are, are, all right, been retired. Hit questions. me, dog. Hit but this me. is the part of the show where I'm gonna switch gears. We're gonna get into some general profile questions with Mr. Jared Kelly from the Brake Lights, Deacons of Doom, so on and so. Rise on. the Dead, Rise Sunny the Side Check, Rise the Dead. So again, we ain't talked about it. I mailed you a CD of us. It's my eight year old daughter and I's band. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be doing open mics and like it's, it's a limited edition. Have dude. you listened? Yeah, it's out of a hundred. Like, yeah, it's out of a hundred, man. Right. So these are all about you as a person because sure. that's what we like to do here. Because I like to throw it up. Uh, chocolate or vanilla? Uh, I'm gonna go vanilla. Damn. What do you invest too much time into? Uh, too much time. I mean, um, friendships. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. You know, no, I can say it on this. I couldn't say it on your radio show, Mark. You if you're on the radio, I couldn't say that. But I mean, no, no, no. I'm a person that cares about people. Uh, probably too much about some people. Fuck them. You know, right. I understand. That's what I think. I think I need to write people off a little better than what I do, man. Understandable. All right. You can only be used so much. That's it. Fuck them. Sure. Who would you want to see perform if time or money? was not an issue uh we talked about this chuck berry i mean we talked about it earlier if time or money was an issue if i could go back um if time i mean time i guess is the one there if money wasn't an issue i mean shit the stones are still performing or whatever but i don't know i want to see an old ass stones play you know what right. i mean like do you mark do you want to see him like i mean i guess the time thing's you there know, right like you want to see him old as shit and pay a bunch for it or you want to see pay 17 dollars and see him when they're fucking young well, as see, shit here's the thing if time or money were not an issue i'd love to see them back in the prime right would i pay to see them now no be, and the have you ever seen him though? No. So when you just pay to see him, say you see him. All right, all right. Yeah, that's, that's it. Not you so can much. see on my wall. Yeah, I get it. I have a giant, He's a Beatles man. I yeah, I get it. He's a Beatles poster. man. Uh, but in that same regard, I mean, would I have wanted to see the Beatles in their prime? More than likely not. Yeah. Only well, let me tell you this, man. I went and saw Bob Dylan. It's the worst fucking show I've ever seen in my really? life. It was the worst. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck he was saying. He played maybe two songs that we even knew. But I bought his flyer for the show that we went to because me and my, at the time, my wife, ex-wife now, we had the best time because, like, we just sat around, people watched, and drank a beer out a lot. It was a really nice day. And so they very much influences whether you like a thing or not. It's like, well, what else is going on at the time? You know, right. like... But Bob Dylan was horrible live, so I, I equate that to this great person. songwriter. I don't think I'd want to see him live, and I'll honestly again I don't, don't see him live, dude. Now he's horrible. Like absolutely, don't see Bob Dylan live. He's, he's fucking like, cause you say it like, and I did this shit. I'm victim of this. I went, all right, like he's America's greatest songwriter. Like I'm gonna go see him to say that I saw him. That's just silly. Like well, that's songwriter just songwriter is to me. You, you know, know who I went to see to say I saw him? Sleep. Right. And that was fucking amazing. Like, oh, course, and they're still yeah. killer. Matt Pike murders, and Mike Pack is God. Like, high on fire. Every record is better than the previous. 
fuck all that going to see Bob Dylan shit say you saw him. Like, I'm a fool. I went and saw that. I wasted my time, my money. I should have went and saw Sleep a second time. Like, that's what I'm saying, dude. Right. Like, Absolutely. that shit is no, insane. Like, uh, but then again, you know, you're talking about seeing him as a songwriter. You know, songwriter, he is an amazing songwriter. Yeah, Leonard you know Cohen's dead, too. An amazing songwriter. Tony Bruce, Sly, he's dead, too. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, that's But fair. I wouldn't go see Bruce Springsteen. I wouldn't either. I'm I would not go Bruce see Springsteen. The e Street Band. Yeah. But not, not who generally. else is up there in your amazing songwriter category though? Because, because this is an important conversation. Like for your podcast alone, mm. like to me, to, to me, the best songwriter of my goddamn generation was Tony Sly, and he's dead too. Like, but that guy was amazing. Like, listen to his songs. Warren Zevon's dead. Like, he's a great songwriter. You know, right. I mean, like all these people we're talking about. Bob Dylan, like great songwriter. I think George Harrison was. George Harrison's a great songwriter. Uh, songwriter Lemmy. I think, I mean, Lemmy wrote Mama, I'm Coming Home. I mean, Lemmy's a great songwriter, but like, I mean, all right, Mama, so I'm here's where. Home, see you no, on the other good. side. It's very good. You it's know, very good. I mean, I agree with you. His biggest power ballad. I agree with you, but he also wrote Too Late, Too Late, and all that stuff. And it's just Damage not. Damage case. <laughs> it's just not that good of a song. But no, no, no. Like, I mean, no, he's a good songwriter, but I mean, he's a good songwriter in the sense of the musicality of it. Like, his. Right. He could write a riff that's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, his bass riffs and stuff are crazy. But oh, like. Absolutely. But a I lyrical, think- lyrical songwriter, I'm talking like, yeah, I'm like with you, dude, where I'm like, well, fuck the Stones, but Harry Nielsen? Jesus Christ. Uh, Harry Chapin, Jim Croce. Jim Croce, that guy died when he was like my age or whatever, and he looked like he was like sixty years old. He's looking oh, old. He looked old as shit. Why is that? Why did Jim Croce look so old when he I wasn't? Think it's alcohol, honestly. Well, I'm gonna have to. Dis- <laughs> I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to disagree, crazy. Mark. <laughs> uh, most overrated musician. Most overrated musician. Period. Most over. All right. In, um, in my opinion, uh, Axl Rose. Okay. Jesus, I mean. Most overrated actor. Most overrated actor? Oh, man. Uh, most overrated actor, I would say, is... Uh, shit, that's a good one, man. That's a good question. I think the most overrated actor, if I was being honest about it, I, I think it's that Ryan Gosling guy. Like, I just think he's okay. not... I don't I think he's that good. He doesn't have the whole range of human emotions, buddy. I mean... <laughs> Neither did Ted Bundy. <laughs> That's right. And did he play him once? Because he should have. No, I think it was Zach Efron. Yeah. Well, uh, say, well let's put say Zach Efron then. I'll change my answer. Most overrated sports team. Uh, I don't watch sports, and here's why. Uh, remember Mitch Hedberg, and he was just like. Hey man, he likes sports and he's like, I like Gatorade and that's about as far as it goes. That's me. So most of your sports game, if you're going to ask me about sports, I'm going to tell you about Muggsy Bogues and Larry Johnson and Akeem Olajuwon and all the people that were on NBA Jam because that's the last period that I gave a shit most about. Most overrated it. sports So I'm going to say NBA anybody game. that played on the Washington Bullets and that's not even <laughs> a team anymore. That's my answer. That Find me another Metal Forge guest that answers that with the Washington Bullets. Right. Nobody. <laughs> Who do you lean on outside of any of your bands for an objective opinion? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, I think, uh, well, that's a great question. Um, I have a really good friend, Deanna, that um, comes to our shows and stuff, and she will tell us, like, oh, I really like this song, or I really like that song, and I think that's very indicative of something we should keep doing, but... I mean, honestly, like, I'm not one of those people, dude. I mean, I was married for 10 years, and the lady I was married to maybe saw me play, like, two times live. And I'm one of them people, man. Like, 
unless like I've never been with a person that was comfortable enough when I'm writing songs and actually doing it myself that I'm not in a room by myself doing that shit. Like I've never sat around and co-wrote with like a woman that I cohabitated with or anything like that. Like, uh, so I mean, I guess I'd have to say my friend Deanna that comes to these shows or whatever because she'll just go, "Oh, I really like this song or that song," and I go, "Well, I'll lean on that opinion." But well, yeah, but uh, yeah, right I mean, on. I think that's it. Definitely. I may just grab the second deck. I'm excited oh, for yeah. this. Get on it. What food can you not stand? Uh, oh man, there's a bunch of them. Uh, sour cream. You don't like sour cream? Not at all. Yeah. I don't like mayonnaise either, man. It's not a white condiments thing because I like queso, but. It's pretty close, because I don't like blue cheese or ranch either, so... Interesting. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine. A treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. It's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird, Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. What band do you like that none of your friends like? Typo Negative. No shit? Typo Negative. It's, oh, well, I mean, my friend Donovan likes them, but I mean, that's one of them bands, though, that like, uh, I mean. It's it, an acquired taste. People, well, people I, either like them or they like Carnivore. Well, or people like Bloody Kisses and that's it. And I guess that's what I say when I mean typo negative because it's like when you talk about world coming down or slow, deep, and hard and stuff like that, like it becomes, it's a different conversation that you're having. But I do have one friend that's as in the type of negative as I am. But like I'm just saying as a generality, it's something that you're going to throw on for a group of people. Yeah, it's When people hear typo negative, they go like, what is happening right now? Like I'm not a fan of this. Like, Have you ever heard their their cover version of Black Sabbath? Dude, it's amazing. It is. I loved it. Wasn't Black that, was that Black. not on Nativity in Black, the tribute it album? Is. Yeah, it's and do you remember one. Nativity in Black 2 that came yes. out? And it had a oh. bunch of weird covers, like System of Down was in one. Did Snowblind. And then Machine Head did Hole in the Sky. No, Machine Head did something else. 
Somebody did Hole in the Sky on it. Was it Machine Head that did I Hole in the Sky? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Slayer did one. Um, Head P.E. did that freaking weird one. Of course, Pantera one. did Planet Caravan. Yeah, Monster Magnet did Fairies Wear Boots. Ugh. Metalheads are usually eclectic people. True. You know, we go on tour a lot of times. We we find things in thrift stores and whatnot, and we collect a lot of oh, shit. Oh, man. So what do you collect? Other Dude, have you seen a Brake Lights show? Other than vinyl. Have you seen a Brake Lights show? No. Not yet. So when I play for the Brake Lights, dude, I collect 70s vintage suits, like leisure suits and regular suits, and I play in them shits, man. Really? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, like, that's awesome. I play in so, that. So, so I also collect vinyl. I collect all things, you know. So with the, the vintage suits, let me... let me. Uh, yeah, I got married in a Johnny Carson suit. Like, I literally... And I still got, and that'll be part of a brake lights show at some point in time. Like a legit, legit Carson. Johnny Carson suit, man. Yeah, I no got, shit. I got one at home, and it's it's a fucking, uh, it's got like a dark brown, uh, trim on it, and it's a very camel colored suit, man. Yeah, legit, legit. Yeah, Dude, that's awesome. So, and I've got so leisure nostalgia. But here's the weird thing: like when we play Magbar, I got leisure suits that I wear too, and so when we play these lesser. Kind of places, not the same make bars, the lesser places because their sound people are great or whatever. But what I'm saying when I play a place that I can feel comfortable in, when I can feel comfortable with you, I will wear le- I'll wear a nice leisure suit, man. I'll do that. That's hilarious. So that's the brake lights, man. We do that. And you know that's interesting because you know Todd was all dressed up. Here. Well, the Deacons. I mean, I mean, the Deacons all. Oh, we no, be- aside from the the black ties, we believe the- a certain thing, man. Oh, you're talking about the basements. Yeah, yeah. Todd yeah. gets dressed up for the basements, and the basements are good I looking mean, crew. Basements are good looking crew. Pleated but- plaid pants. Oh yeah, ba- basements look past. good. Pleated plaid pants. <laughs> Shit, I can't do it one, one time. Pleated plaid pants. <laughs> I can't even do it one time, dude. Uh, no, Todd's a good looking dude, man. But I mean, you go. I mean. I'm not identifying with them or nothing, but go out and see the Deacons, and that's a good-looking crew, too. We'll be there October 30th. Come out and see us. What is something you've always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do? Oh, shit. Uh, Skateboard, man. Always. Always want to skateboard, dude. Still might do it. I'm 36. You think it's too late to start? No. You skateboard? No. Look at me, dude. I'm like, I'm huge. I mean... My dude, Mark Hunt, was bigger than you, and he skateboarded the fuck out of me. I need a stainless steel skateboard. Get the fuck out of here. My buddy, Mark Hunt, you skateboarded the fuck out of me. He's bigger than you are. Uh, I think I might start, though, man. I'm 36, and uh, I mean, I broke my elbow a couple years ago, and I thought, well, fuck it, that didn't really hurt that much. Like, I I think I'm going to start skateboarding, man. Well, you know... Guys from the Laybacks. You heard the Laybacks? No. Oh, shit. It's one of them guys in the God Awfuls bands. Okay. But uh, they skateboard the shit out of it. But they're also a fucking rad ass band. Like no kidding. Oh yeah, check, check them, them out. out, dude. You'll like them. What's your biggest fear? Uh, dying. Really? Yeah, I mean, because I don't believe in anything really. So I mean, it's really just not existing. I guess. Other, I mean, it's gonna get heavy. Mark, we getting huh. getting heavy on this, Mark? Well, I mean, no, no, no. Sometimes we do. Well, it's true. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, fears. Like, I mean. There, there are things like, I mean, I get, sometimes I get nervous talking to somebody or doing this or doing that, but like, I mean, biggest fears is like, well, one day I'm going to be dead and all the regrets you would hold from shit you didn't do or whatever. It's like, just, well, I'll just won't exist anymore. Right. That's my biggest fear. What's yours? What's yours, man? Has anybody ever What's asked you? mine? Yeah. I drive fast a lot of times. Car wrecks? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, there's been dying, so much there's been so much dying in a car wreck or being uh incapacitated from a car accident 
Yeah, it just paralyzed for the rest of your life right. or some shit. Something like that. You That'd know. Be awful. Uh, maybe, you know, I got to drive an hour home uh, after this shit, right? You asshole. Like, I, I you realize as soon as this podcast's over, I'm going to get in the car and drive an hour up the road. I know. You know? And, and it, to me, that's what it would probably be. What's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, biggest pet peeve? Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this counts. You're pretty pet laid pet. back. I'm pretty laid back. I don't know if this counts as a pet peeve, but I don't like narcissistic people. I don't like egos and shit like at all. No, it could be a pet peeve. For and sure. I think that's a pet peeve. But I don't like anybody that thinks they're good. Or I mean, I'm so self-deprecating. I prefer people that think they're awful at everything. Like, I if I find a person that makes fun of themselves, me and that guy can hang out all fucking day. Like that's right. my that's my opinion. Definitely. Like, no, I, I think that's a. I like people that can joke around about themselves. Like I don't right. like narcissists. You, you can cut on yourself and it not and it not you know, it, it doesn't matter. And the anything. second I hear someone take a shot at themselves, I go, That's that's my guy right there. Like Definitely. I like that guy. Like I get you, for sure. Because I mean it's easy to punch down or take a hit at somebody else or whatever, especially in front of people and I just hate that. I hate that, man. That's my that's the opposite. You know, I mean, that's my pet peeve. I guess that's my pet peeve. Like Somebody that punches down, man, that, that takes a shot at somebody like that, that doesn't need that. I think it's know? a difference of, you know, if it's all in fun, if you're just ribbing on somebody, that's one thing. But if you're just absolutely coming from a, a dick standpoint, yeah. that's different. It is. And I mean, but everybody knows it. But I guess, I mean, to answer you know, your question, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, shit all on, of us I'll can, shit on Todd every day of the Jesus week. Jesus Christ, me too, but man. He does it, but he does it back to me. Well, know? it's because I love him, though, and he knows that. But, right. I mean, I could do that all day. Yeah, you're right. So, my pet peeve is punching down, though. Like, yeah. somebody that know, somebody that knows somebody's already down and, and sees him as an easy target. And goes, hey, that's my pet peeve. Fuck yeah. that guy. You Absolutely. Know? But I'm with you. Fuck Todd. He sucks. He can <laughs> suck my little dick. Todd can suck it. <laughs> we love you, Todd. We love you, Todd. And that- I hope you're listening. You no. better be fucking listening. Oh, he's listening. For sure. I know he is. He's listening. He's I, in his truck right now listening. What album is a playthrough for you? Oh, dude. Playthrough. Old, and there's, again, we're going to deviate from metal, but Old 97's Too Far to Care is the perfect album. I'm sorry. Like, there's a lot of metal albums that I think are perfect, too. For sure. Um, but that one, to me, is a standout. Um, and I love, my favorite band's The Mountain Goats. And I would say, um, you know, All Hell West Texas. Is a perfect album. Um, looking at other albums, I, I mean, I look at things like, uh, I don't know, uh, I, Testament's New World Order is a, oh, is yeah. a damn near perfect album. That is a great, I, I, a great I seriously album. think, uh, The Legacy is. I think The Legacy is too. I think both of those are, but uh, the New New World Order to me, oh, like, very much so, is, is so good. Um, but also, I mean, again, Mountain Ghosts, All Hell West, Texas. And again, Old 97 is too far to care. That one stands out to me. It's just, I mean, it's alt country. It's more, I guess more in line with Ray are doing these days. Definitely. But, um, and it's a punk album. I mean, if you want to talk about Dead Boys, Young Loud and Snotty, it's Snotty. Like that, Young Loud and Snotty by the Dead Boys is, is as close to a perfect album as you can get. Or Devil Dogs, Saturday Night Fever. I mean, dude, I can go on and on. Oh, there's, with I know, perfect there's albums, there's like a certain amount, there's a finite amount, you know, but it's such and, a and good And I've always said, well, Wildflowers was. Oh, Wildflowers fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a playthrough 100%. So, 100%. Dude. dude, I remember the first time that I actually got to listen to Wildflowers in the sense that I wasn't just listening to You Wreck Me or the song Wildflowers. 
But like when I heard "Time to Move On," I was like, "Oh, I love that song." Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's what that, a perfect fucking song, right? Honestly, like, to me, on the mail probably that's probably my favorite song. That's a that standout album. out song now. Me too. It very dude. much. Is. I'll listen to it on the way home. I got an hour drive home. I will listen to the song probably. Like, Definitely. And there's other bands that nobody's heard of, like, or I mean, people that don't listen as much, like the first Love Ones album. Like to me, right. is is a good one. Like and we were talking previous uh, to the to actually recording. British Steel. Uh, Satan's Highway. British Steel. Melissa? Oh, yeah. Is Melissa a perfect album? Absolutely. To me. Yeah. Them is a perfect album. Them's good. Them is a perfect album. Uh, again, like I said a second ago, Satan's Highway by the Hookers. Perfect album. That's the well, first album. It's great. Love it. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, dude, every Hookers album's great, but yeah, yeah, Satan's Highway. I mean, For sure. Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, that's one of those. Dude, that's the thing about being the old. I mean, the Loaded Nuns only released one album, and it was on a shitty label or whatever. But, uh, I mean, geez, there's so many local bands that did shit that you listen to that, like, don't... Independent bands. Sorry, independent bands. <laughs> They're not local at all. They're independent bands. They're independent bands. Yeah, well, I mean, again, like, National Ransom out of Sacramento, California. That's a very good independent band you should be listening to. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, like, I mean, there's so many of these bands that you just go, like, man, they never got anything like right. i mean, and there's so many that i don't even know ever recorded you remember that band frank rocket out of lexington i believe so independent band out of yeah. lexington but uh i mean just some of brass knuckle boys like uh the yellow belts like right. all these bands that you just go and there were so fu- 30 pounds past- i mean the crosstown rivals crosstown rivals i mean all these bands you just go fuck like yeah. so many good independent bands definitely uh, so I have one more question for you All right. before we do, as always, links are going to be listed in the description below to the break lights, the Deacons of doom, all the, the cool Jared Kelly stuff. That's Rise out of the dead with my Rise eight year old daughter, Sadie. I love you, baby. Absolutely. So be sure to click those links, give him a like, a share and a follow. Uh, there'll be links to the Instagram pages. Uh, if they have a Facebook page on some of those, it'll be on there because I know for some of them. We I don't. Think, We're mostly Instagram. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think I have been able to tag you in any Facebook posts. I don't know if you actually have a Facebook page. I don't, man. I, I didn't Instagram. think so. Oh, okay. So there we go. So give them a like, <laughs> share, and follow on Instagram. Do all that. And of course, as always, visit the sponsors. Their links are listed below as well. And subscribe to the Metal Forge playlists on Spotify. Pre-order an overload no, t-shirt. That. Jesus Christ, it's the coolest t-shirt I've ever seen. Seriously, look at it and buy that shit. is awesome. And you get a copy of the best album ever, too. So an EP. It's an, it's an EP. It's, it's an album to me. I'm sorry. Like, okay. it's an EP. Like, but... It's it's only five songs. It's, it's all right. I'm it's just like pump, 24 minutes. I gotta pump your shit, man. I'm sorry. I know, it's good. and I appreciate it. Uh, do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody? Yeah, man. Let's give a shout out. Let's let's talk to Todd Simon. Um, uh, Simon's my bass player. Todd's my singer for the Deacons of Doom. Love you, buddy. Um, our freaking killer guitarist for the Break Lights, Brandon. If he's listening, love you, man. You you make the band completely different. Casey drums for like every band that any of us are in, so I don't even really need to n- mention him because the motherfucker plays in like eight bands. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, my daughter Sadie, obviously, she plays in my band Rise of the Dead. Uh, from Sunnyside Shakeup, let's talk to Doug and Chris Papali. And then, uh, biggest shout out, to Mark here at the Metal Forge, man. This motherfucker is awesome. Let's Dude, keep, I keep that. it going. Follow it. I'll keep sharing it. Everybody else is listening. Share it too. Let's 
Let's support local. He's going to say support independent. But in this situation, I'm going to say support local, man, because it's a local podcast that brings on all kinds of awesome guests. Jesus Christ. We've got to get on board and do something for our community. Like the greater Louisville area, New Albany, wherever you're at, like, good Lord, like get on board and do something. Pittsburgh or Portland, Pittsburgh. He has amazing. Oh, dude, Scotland. He has bands on from Scotland. He has bands on from Venezuela, Nigeria, wherever you're at. Please get on, support this. Like, just it. It takes one little finger. Just click like, and that's all it is. And it makes a world difference. Just do it. Definitely. Last that question of the show today. Jesus, there's another question. What album changed your life? Oh man, I narrow it down to one. One album that changed my life. And it's going to be bad. I mean, I could talk all day. I could talk all day about Discharge, and I could talk about Dead Boys, and I could talk about The Cramps. Dude, The Cramps, uh, Songs the Lord Taught Us was a big one for me. Talk about all that stuff. But I'm going to give you a silly one, because it's true. I grew up in a tobacco farming community, you know, and before I found anything, it was all uh, my friends were listening to Tupac and Gangsta Rap and Notorious B.I.G. and all that stuff. Uh, the song and album that hit me that was the gateway drug. And again, like I, I could talk all day if you want to talk about obscure. Me- I mean, I talk about Witchfinder General. You know, I could talk about all the obscure. I could talk about Sarita and Gold. You know, I could talk about everything that was an obscure band, but Power Man 5000 Tonight the Stars Revolt hit me at the right time to give me the segue into looking into all the other stuff, man. So definitely. That was the one that I was younger, you know? That's not a, you know, that's not a a silly answer because it's the thing. It's, it's the gateway. And, and when that came out, you were like 12 or 13 at the time. Yeah. Because I was like 14 when it, when it came out. Right. And that's the whole thing is, you know, again, that, that relates back to the deal of those albums that come out when you're between the ages of 12 and 14. It's gateway drugs, man, right? They are very much gateway albums. You know, Load was that way for me. True. And most Metallica fans hate Load. I love that album. I love the the grunginess of it, uh, that aspect for the band. They still had enough of their identity. I think, you you know, Power Man 5000 at the time was a... It was accessible, dude. It was accessible. It was accessible. For a kid that was living on a tobacco farm in Carrollton, Kentucky. That was accessible. Now, later days, if you want to talk to me about Pentagram or Candlemass or, or any of these bands, like, yeah, like, I can talk about it all day long, but if you want to ask me the album that changed me as a person, yeah. that was and, it. And, and there's, I don't think there's great. a lot of shame in that. No, it's just like, you know, like, that was the one that was, again, we didn't have the internet accessibility and all this. It's like we had a couple of music channels or whatever, and that was the one. Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, in that time period you really only had mtv and vh1 and the box which you could pay to get music requested on or whatever it's like yeah but most shit. of that was all all hip-hop and stuff right it's the brat and stuff like that yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy and stuff. you had it wasn't until like 99 or so when fuse came out right as a as a as, a as an alternative as a, like yeah, to that, that know? actually played videos you know because yeah. other than that you know that wasn't the case yeah. you know you only had mtv and they were pretty much already dead at that point they were playing more reality i shit. do remember though maybe i should change my answer because i do remember when i was really young like really young i got a single 
by chance of green jelly. Nice. And it was the three little pigs, Kasingle, and the B side was Obey the Cow God. Nice. And if you haven't seen the documentary, you know they're that, going on tour again. Yeah, have you seen the documentary where like they hold the Guinness Book of World Records for the band with the most members? Oh, really? Because every time he goes on tour, he doesn't take a band with him. Like he'll take right. maybe one person, but he has, he he has all these people in different people. cities, like or whatever. Like, yeah, it's insanely saw, smart. Like, there, there's a girl I'm friends with on Facebook, and she plays drums for them. And she... It's amazing, isn't it? And, and the thing about it is, is the shows that she is playing, she's only playing like six shows out of like a 40-show tour. Yeah. Because... And, and she Killer, puts though, on, right? She put on the flyer that she was sharing. It's like, oh, I'm going to be appearing at this show, this show, this show, this show, and this show. And I was like, yeah. dude, that's weird. And and, and it is. Yeah, it's, they, it's they're the Guinness Book of World Records, I think, for the most band members. That's insane. The documentary is killer. Jared, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thank you for having baby. me, man. This has been an awesome show. Dude, I, I want to do 10 more, man. I love it, dude. It's the best time I've had. I, seriously. Definitely. And I want to interview Overload. I want to get Overload on here and do a real... I want to get some other... I want to get some other local... I want to get some other local bands on here that you've interviewed... And just get them in here and let's throw questions at Overload, man. Let's, let's do, like, I mean, we should bump it up. Like, let's do some mail it in audience questions and maybe, stuff. Maybe, maybe like, for the 150th. When's that? Is that soon? That'd be in December. Let's do, I think we should do it, man. The 150th episode would be in December at some point. I'll have to look at the calendar and find out when. It I is. will create the mailbox for people send pictures or uh, pictures, maybe questions, everything. Just send it all in. Maybe we could do it for, uh, if not the 150th, maybe the 200th episode. All right. That's which would be, keep which kicking would be, that 300th, whatever you got. I'm going to take it. Which would probably be the, uh, what would that be? That would June be, or something? No, it would end up being December again. Oh, all right. One of these yeah, because, Decembers, you're going to get a good episode. I'll tell you that. <laughs> One, a December in the future, maybe in 2020. No doubt. No doubt. Maybe for the thousandth episode. No, I'm kidding. Hey, dude, keep <laughs> pumping it out, dude. I'm going to be here. Like, you, you got to wait for me to die, son. That'd like, be, uh, 10 years from now. That's fine. Wait for me to die. Metal Forge, we're going to keep going no, with this, baby. Sorry, that'd be 20 years. We're going to keep now. going with this, baby. Keep it going. Because we're only we're only at 130-something. I think we're at 136 this week. That's all right. 135 this we're week. Keep Something going. like that. We're going to keep going. We're going to make Mark answer some questions eventually, guys. For sure. Thanks for tuning in. Listen to Breaklights. Uh, Breaklightsband.com. Uh, check out Overload. There's links down there. Um and then let's uh, let's hear a song. What do you say? All right. So we're going to do the, uh, a new break light song here. This is I Can't Quit. <sighs>
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs>